Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. It's Wednesday, and here we are again. You know, I'm so happy to tell you that God is still on the throne regardless of what's going on in the world today. Aren't you glad of that? <laughs> Thanks be unto God. Amen. You know, we've been talking about victorious living the last few weeks. <clears throat> and over in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, this is one of the scriptures I was using. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory, victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. Always. There's never one time that we can't go to Christ that he hasn't got an answer for us and a way out of our problems. Amen? And I, I made the comment of victorious living that comes from knowing who we are in Christ. We have to know him. You know, Paul said, and, and over in uh, Philippians, he was talking to the Philippian church uh, at Philippi, the church at Philippi, and he says, what do you want, Paul? I want to know him. This was after he'd already ran so much of his race and it was about ready to, to go on with, to be with the Lord. But he said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. And so we must know him. But you know, there's a lot of people in the world today are confused about who they are. Isn't that not the truth? You look at the news or read the papers about... What gender am I, or who am I, or what do I do? And, and there's so much confusion. Uh, they don't know, people don't know their purpose, even people in the church, and, who, and where they came from and what they're to do while they're here. But we're not to be that way, amen? But we have to do something. Christianity, you know, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, but we have to do something. There's, there's requirements that we have to do. The Bible is full of ifs. If you do this, this will be the result. If you don't do that, this will be the result. And it says over in Romans 12, 2 in the Amplified, that's a very important passage of scripture, scripture, and do not be conformed to this world. In other words, the way the world's going. You don't want to be conformed to what the world's doing today. They're so mixed up and so lost in, in, in themselves that they don't know what's up sometimes any longer with the superficial values and customs, but be transformed. What, now, what do we want to be transformed? We want to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. We're made in the likeness and image of God that uh, says that in Genesis. So we want to begin to act like him, amen? Begin to respond like him, begin to do what he asks us to do. But it says, but be transformed and progressively changed. You know, when it says progressively change, we're not the progressives like the world knows. We're, the progress, pro, we're to progress in the things of God and, and leave the old people, uh, old person uh, behind, amen? As you mature spiritually, by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and, and uh, uh, the right attitudes, so that you may prove for yourself what is the will of God, that what is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. That's what we're to do. And listen, many people don't know what to do today. But as we talked about in the, uh, the past few weeks, we talked about victorious living. Well, one of the things he tells us is don't worry. Don't be anxious for anything. 
You know, we're, we have a God that's already provided for us everything, but we have to find out what his word says about it at all times. Then it, we talked about the last couple of weeks, we talked about being in Christ or in him. We remember we used a little uh, book of Brother Hagin had written uh, about in him, who we are in Christ must know who we are. And that's why we're to, to uh, renew our mind on a regular basis, every day, daily. We've got to go know what the word of God says about us. But tonight I want to talk about uh, victorious living. And one of the things we have to do is walk in love. How many of you know we need to walk in love and we need to love God? You know, people say, I love God, but never want to do what he says to do. If you don't know, how can you say you love God and not, not be responsive to what he says? Now over in, I wrote some scriptures down here in 1 John 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. We're to love one another. If you say you don't hate your brother, you're, you don't love God. And it goes on to say, and everyone who loves God was born of God and knows God. Hey, if, if you don't love God, you won't get to know him. Amen. You won't get to know who he is. You have to, it's like, it's like living with somebody you never try to get to know, say a husband or a wife. You know, if you never uh, have intimate time with them, in other words, I'm not talking about a, a physical thing. I'm talking about a mental thing where you, and, a, and a soulish thing where you're talking to them. You're, you're, you're finding out what kind of person they are. You get to know them. Well, this is what he says. We're, if, if everyone who loves is born of God and knows God, he wants us to know him. He doesn't want us to be aliens and alienated from him. He wants us to know him. He who does not love does not know God. Woo, that's pretty heavy. He who does not love does not know God, for God is what? God is love. This is a powerful passage of scripture. In this, the love of God was manifest towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Before he ever came into the world, we were dead in our sins. We, were, we had no uh, way to getting to know God. Uh, they knew God in the Old Testament. Now we're born again. Now we have God living on the inside of us. Amen. In this, in this is love. Not as we've loved, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be a perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. You know, that's so important today. Well, I love so-and-so, but you know, I don't, I don't like them. I don't want nothing to do with them. Well, how do you love them? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so important to know. In one scripture, he says, love your enemies and pray for those that spitefully use you and, and, and persecute you. In other places, it says, love and don't curse. Don't curse somebody. You know, in the church today, we've had division, in the, especially in the last couple of years with this pandemic. I mean, we have people on both sides of the aisle, what they believe and don't believe, and we've, we've divided ourselves, and it's not good. It's not good at all. But it goes on to say, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him, and in him, because in him, in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he is in God. Amen? 
And we know that and, and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Amen. If you, you say, now it goes on to say, this is <laughs> pretty interesting. Love has been perfected amongst us in that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in the world. In other words, when we walk in love and we're doing everything we can to walk in love and we can't walk in love without knowing him, can't walk in love without renewing our mind, can't walk in love without reading this Bible and putting it in ourselves like we talked about in him, who we are, uh, that we're going to have, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is direct theology or not, but there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I think that, I don't think that's somebody that didn't get into heaven. I think it's somebody that's going to heaven and God will say, you didn't walk in love. Here's what I had for you. If you would have just done, done what I told you to do, be obedient and walk in love. You would have, this, I could have worked in your life in this way. Now he's going to wipe away all the tears and all the, all that stuff. We know that, but this is so important. And then it goes on to say, there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who, who fears has not been made perfect in love. And then it goes to the last, this last scripture here. Oh, oh, a couple more right in this verse, in this passage. We love him because he first loved us. We couldn't even know what love was about. You know, these people out here going crazy in the world, sinners that they're doing with all the crazy stuff, they don't know God. If they knew God, they would know he's love and they would be able to walk in him because he loved us. He so loved us that he sent what? He sent Jesus, his only begotten son, amen, to die for us. How, how is that? Now it goes on to say, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar for he does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? Boy, this is important stuff today. The love of God. And this commandment we have from him that we who loves God must love his brother also. So we're talking about how to walk in victorious living. <clears throat> walk in victorious living by loving God and loving people. Amen. And doing what's right. Now it goes, uh, I thought of some passage here. I heard, of a, I heard a message here just recent by Mark Hankins talking about love, the, the secret to success. And he, 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 he talked about that and talked about Brother Hagin having preached so many messages on love and how he had, uh, one time he said he had, uh, was in a service where Brother Hagin uh, gave a message on love and he said, and then there's many of you who have unforgiveness in your heart. And he said he was setting up in the, in the area with all the ministers behind Pastor or Brother Hagin. And he said, Brother Hagin said, get up if you have unbelief, unforgiveness in, in your heart against anybody. And he said, I did. He said, he said uh, but I didn't want to get up in front of all these ministers and say, I've got a problem with unforgiveness. Listen, when you begin to love people, love God and love people, you can get through this unforgiveness if you allow God to help you get out of it. Amen. But he got up anyway and he says, I had... I had unforgiveness against a couple with a couple people. One man had left his church and and uh, said a lot of bad things about him. And and uh, another man, uh, another preacher, actually a pastor, was talking bad about him. And, and he said, "I was mad." He said, "I was uptight about it." He said, "Just some stuff." And he says, "We hadn't been doing our finances hadn't been good at all. <laughs> we were just barely getting by in our ministry." 
And he said, but I got up and I enacted my will. Now, what's this got to do with love? If you say you love God, this is what he said here, uh, and hate your brother, he's a liar. Well, if, you're, if you have unforgiveness, you're hating somebody. So he said, I, I, by an act of our will, we forgive. Not by our emotions, not by our mind, by our will. I choose, I will bless the Lord. I will forgive. I will, that, that's your will. You choose to do that. So it says, he, he got up and forgave, you know, and said a prayer. And Brother Hagin said a prayer and he agreed with it and he forgave these people. He said, it wasn't long after that, he said, blessings just began to overflow him. He said that very minister that he was uptight with, he wanted to call up and say, I, I give him a piece of my mind, called me within a month and had me into his church and gave me $50,000. He said, it opened the windows of heaven, <laughs> you know? So we, what, why was that? It's the love of God. It's the love of God that causes us to want to do what's right. And so I, I went back and I was thinking about that walk, uh, about victorious living. You can't live in victorious living if you're not walking in love, if you're not doing what God said to do. So I went back over to 1 Corinthians, and you know this, this passage, but I, I brought out the uh, commentaries on some of this, but 1 Corinthians 13, and I'll read part of it, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go and delve into some of the things it says about it. But 1 Corinthians 13, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Sounding brass or clanging cymbal. How many of you have been around somebody that, oh, they love God on Sunday morning <laughs> or, or anytime they're in a service or, or they might happen to get a group of guys or women together that, that say they love God, they're supposed to be Christians and they love, oh, they're just so nice, but they go out and, and, and don't act so nice around other people. Well, <laughs> you know, somebody's not gonna listen to you if you don't have love. Some, you know, you first love people for who they are and what they're, and, and, and you can help them. But if you just go around and spout off, well, I'm a Christian, you're not, and you're this and you're that. No, they're not going to listen to you. Goes on to say, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Wow, that's a powerful statements here. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but not have love, it profits me nothing. Now, he talked in the commentary, it talks about this. There's, there's such a thing as passionate love or eros love. And that's, that is like this. This is a physical love between sexes and it's a patriotic love of a person for his nation. It could be, excuse me, uh, the ambition of a person for power, wealth, or, or fame. And this is that type of love. Then there's an affectionate love, or as it says here, a, a stoic love. And this kind of love is, this is the kind of love that exists between a parent and a child and become, become loyal citizens and a trustworthy ruler. Then there's an enduring love, that love that cherishes. This is phileo love. The love of a husband and a wife for each other, or a brother or a brother, or a, a friend. And so, but then there's a selfless love, and this is the God kind of love, and the sacrificial love, or agape love. This is what God has. The agape, he so loved us, even in our fallen, sinful state. This is the kind of love he had. 
Agape love is the love of the mind, of reasons, of the will. It is love that goes so far that it loves a person even if it does not deserve to be loved. And that was us. Amen? That it actually loves the person who is utterly unworthy of being loved. Boy, that's pretty powerful if you think about it. <laughs> a selfless love. There are four, four points. Selfless or agape love is the love of God. And this is what he wants to be shed and brought in your heart. The very uh, love possessed by God himself. It is the love demonstrated in the cross of Christ. Amen? It is, it is the love of God for the ungodly. How many of you have problems with the ungodly or the people? We don't like what they do. You know, God doesn't really like what we do when we sin or do wrong things, but he still loves us. He still loves us. He wants us to get over to where he has better things for us. That's like the, the Christian that says, uh, you know, I, I'm on my way to heaven, but I don't have to do all what God tells me. Then you really don't love God. He wants you to get to where I agree with you, Lord. You got far greater. You're greater than I am. You got greater things for me. Amen. For we were yet without strength in due time. Christ died for the ungodly. That's Romans 5, 6. It's the, it's the love of God for the unworthy sinners. That was us. We were lost in our sin and, and couldn't, didn't know where to find ourselves. You ever think about that? I was just talking to somebody at lunch today about, about uh, the world, the way it's going. They have lost their way because they did not know God. In Romans, the chapter, the first chapter, y'all read that sometimes. When they knew God, they did not thank or were not thankful and they did not worship God. They began to worship the creation over the creator and God <laughs> dispelled them. And, and he said, they, they be, uh, professing themselves to become wise, they became fools. Yeah, this is what we're seeing today. We, we shouldn't be so surprised when we push God out of every area of our society, when we push him out of our schools, out of our public arena, out of our politics, out of, out of our colleges, out of, out of everything, and sometimes out of our church is, we have to know we can, we can fall into something that God turns us over to a reprobate mind. Amen. But God commended his love towards us that in we, while, in while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. While we were yet sinners. This is the love of God. It is the love of God for undeserving enemies. How I many of you know this is the kind of love he's talking about? He wants us to walk in. Amen. We can't do this without the power and, and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is why we need to know what the word says so the Holy Spirit can bring it to our remembrance so we can walk in those things. We have to renew our mind, get our mind straightened out. For if when we were enemies, we were, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. This is, this is what he did for us goes on to say selfless or agape love is a gift of God. You can't buy this. You can't say, well, I love you, and then, uh, and then not uh, reveal the attributes of God. Amen? He says uh, it can be experienced only if a person knows God personally. You ever think about that? Knows him personally. You know, it's one thing to know about him. I, you know, you talk about, uh, we could talk about somebody uh, that's famous, 
and we may even know a lot about them. We can read things, maybe a movie star, or maybe a, a, a good politician, if you can find one. Uh, no, I didn't mean it that way. But, it, you know, somebody of, 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 of renown or note, and you say, oh, yeah, 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 and talk about them all the time. But you know what? You don't know them personally. Never met them. You know what I mean? This is what he's saying. You got to know God personally. You can't, it's, it's wonderful that the pastor knows him and maybe, maybe somebody in your family knows him or somebody that led you to the Lord knows him. But if you don't know him personally, you might've said the sinner's prayer, you might've come to church, but if you don't spend time with him, you'll never get to know him. And that's what he's, he's saying here. And only if a person has received the love of God in his heart and life, agape love has been shed abroad, poured out, flooded, spread about by the spirit of God within the heart of a person. Wow, we got the Holy Ghost in us. We got the love of God in us. Been shed abroad in our hearts by the Spirit of God. Amen? Now, if we have it, wow, this is going fast this morning, today. If, if, um, if we have it in our hearts, what he's saying, let it come out. Let it come out. Amen? Love, there was an old song. Uh, we, we're talking about this at prayer on Monday night. And I got, we got to talking about the love of God. Boy, I tell you, when you get to talking about the love of God, it will change your life. <laughs> and who is the love of God? Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God. But we got talking about that. And I said, there was an old song we used to sing, love lifted me. When nothing else could, would work, love lifted me. You know, it's the love of God that changes a person. It's that goodness or his love that causes a person to repent. It isn't beating somebody over the head. You're going to hell, and if you don't change, and you're doing this. No, it's that love of God. It's that kindness of God. And, and so we have to know that. And it goes on to say, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad us, brought in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Romans 5, 5. Now, another one is selfless or agape love is the greatest thing in all life according to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus answered him. This is Mark, uh, or yeah, Mark 12, 29 through 31. And Jesus answered him. The first of all commandments is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God, or the, the Lord God, with all thy heart and all thy soul, and with all thy mind and all thy strength. That's everything in it, <laughs> right there. But then he goes on to say, this is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. He says that, remember the last couple of weeks we we're talking about in him? When you begin to know who you are in Christ, you can begin to walk in that love. You can begin to love others, even though they, you don't care for their ways. It didn't say you had to tolerate their ways. It didn't say you had to condone their ways. It didn't say, no, you just love them. Hey, you know, and sometimes we, we think we have to criticize or, or, or uh, say something that would be condemning. But you know what? We never want to do that. We never want to do that. Here's another one. Selfless or agape love is the greatest possession and gift in human life according to the scriptures. And now, and this is what it says. This is 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And I'm going to get into the next week. We'll have to do it next week. Is get into the uh, chapter, verses 4 through 7 or through 8, which talks about what love is and isn't. Amen. But it says this. And now abide faith, hope, love, 
these three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen? You can have all these other things. You can, you know, I, 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 uh, I can't, I have to look up the scripture, but I know that it's there. Uh, haven't I cast out devils in your name? I've did this, I've done that. And he says, depart from me, I knew you not. That's pretty heavy, not to know him, amen? When he gave his life that we could come to know him and comes to live on the inside of us. So we, that's, that's part of what we need to do. If we're gonna walk in victory, if we're calling it walk in the, in the presence of Almighty God, we have to walk in love. If we begin to walk in love, you know, it, it's so important this day and this hour. You know, one of the things I was thinking about, and, and, and Mark Hankins brought this out, and I've heard it in other sermons on love, is we can't talk about each other. We can't talk down about each other. We, we got to be careful and be, not be critical of each other in the church. You know, it doesn't mean you can't uh, approach somebody and tell them, hey, you, you can do better than this and hold them accountable. But we got to be careful how we love each other. It's so vital. And if we want to see signs and wonders and miracles in, in our churches, and uh, we have to walk in unity and we have to walk in, as one and not in division and not... Uh, uh, complaining or talking bad about others in Jesus name. Amen. You agree with that tonight? I hope you do because we're going to follow up with this. It, this is so important. We want to live in victory. Now, thanks be to God. <laughs> Amen. Who, who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. That's what he says. And the only way you can get that is we got to know something. We got to practice what the book says. Amen. We got to know the word of God. The word of God can put us over in every situation. And, and I, I would encourage you, go look up the Mark Hankins uh, video on YouTube. Uh, uh, look up another one. Robert Morris does one called uh, three, three Steps to Victory. Look that up and, and listen to it. That second one is really important. Stay in the word. First, you don't believe lies. And second, you stay in the word because it breaks down the spirit, soul, and body, your mind, your will, your emotions, which is where we live when we're not living in the spirit. Amen. But we want to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Amen. Amen. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that you're always there to help us. We're in a journey of getting to know you better. And as we walk in love and as we lift one another up in love, we'll begin to see the glory of God in our lives. We'll see the, the, the manifest presence of God showing himself strong in signs, wonders, miracles, all the things we hope for. And we just thank you for that. And we just give you praise. I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice that will be watching this video would come closer to you. It said, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. So we thank you for it and give you all the praise tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Good to be with you tonight. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.